Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. We're going to be recapping that tremendous victory over Chivas in the Clásico. And then we're going to get you guys ahead into the Tour Aguila that's going to be coming due to the international break. I'm going to have plenty and plenty of things to talk about, all things Club America in English. And to help me out are my co-hosts from New York, Christian Rosendo, and our own Cali boy, Chris Rivera. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing good, Ivan. I'm doing good. Back at another podcast, second week in a row. Um, it, it, it feels good. It feels good. Um, oh, wait, people didn't see him in the last one, right? Because that was the one that got deleted. Uh, yeah, they didn't see yeah. you. Yeah, oh, okay, no, okay. No. So, just so you, but did, did they know about what happened? About, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they okay, know. they know. Okay, yeah. So, I was there actually last Monday. Don't think I, I skimped out on the boys on Thursday. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to finally back on another live podcast. Should be a great episode. We have a lot to talk about. Um, obviously, we're feeling great after the, the, the victory on Saturday night. Uh, but I'm just looking forward to how the team can 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 learn from this and uh, carry carry it out to the end of the season. No, 100%. I agree. I agree. And like we said, plenty to talk about in regards to that. And uh, Chris, what are your two cents on all of this? Uh, very happy, bro. I mean, I was very uh, <clears throat> cranky, grumpy over American football, which I'm sure you guys noticed if you follow me on on Twitter. <laughs> But America completely made me happy. Just very hype. I don't know what Christian's doing, but I think he's pointing to his Twitter handle right there. So yeah, go follow know. me. Okay, yeah, follow him for everything Real Madrid. <laughs> Can we not bring that up? Right Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, gentlemen. Uh. Like I said, you know the the. The day's gone by since the the win in the Classico, but the feeling is still much very well alive in in uh, a very good feeling around the Americanismo, right? It's just uh, in these type of games, it's more than just the points ahead, even though it was a six pointer. Um, you also have the bragging rights that come along with everything, and it feels good to know that America has two weeks of trash talking available to them because there is no other game in the league until then. <laughs> so. It, uh, it, you know, gives gives people that good feeling of, you know what, you came away, got the three points in your house. And uh, I mean, one more. Let's just let's get into it, shall we? Um, Coming into this one, Christian, we were optimistic, of course, after the showcase against Tigres, thinking that this team is capable of pulling in a performance without obviously jumping to the result at the end. You know, you even called us before the game even started to kind of get a general idea or feeling on how we were coming into this game. And I know you were in kind of at eights with me as well. You said from one to 10, where are you feeling that? You said, mm-hmm. I said eight, you said eight as well. You know, just kind of piggyback off of that and, and kind of give people an idea of how you were coming into this one and give us a general idea of your feeling of the classic before, you know, before the, uh, the first whistle. Yeah. So obviously Coming off the performance against Tigres, it kind of just filled me with a little bit more confidence, knowing that 
were able to to kind of rebound from that loss against Pachuca, right? And obviously Tigres is no pushover. Um, granted, they are going through a rough patch right now, but they still have a great team. And for us to put such a dominating performance against them, um, like I said, just reaffirmed that no, I know what this team can do. Um, and then you look at Chivas. We're gonna let's not let's not no make it out to be because Chivas up to this point has had a good season. Um, but probably one of their better seasons in a few years. So we all knew it wasn't going to be a pushover game like maybe some Gaspos in the past were. Um, and I thought it was going to be a lot closer than what, I, than what it was, you know, maybe for the first 60 minutes. Um, but I knew that we were capable of going in there and getting the win. Did I think we were capable of doing that? Maybe not to that extent, but definitely um, it surprised me a little bit. But like I said, though, I think, that we all could, we all saw what happened on Saturday, and it just kind of just filled us with a little bit more of a relief to know that the team can know how to bounce back and finally show their true potential. No, a hundred percent, and it it was in these games that you would expected this team to come out and do what they did. Chris, let you know, let's not say that the scoreline is a tell-all of this game. It's a little bit misleading. I think after America scores that first goal. She was really find a way to kind of dig deep and come at us. At one point, I thought they were going to equalize before this. You know, we got our second goal. You know, do you think the four-two scoreline maybe flatters us a little bit too much, or do you think it was a proper, you know, a proper score to showcase exactly what happened in the Akron? I think the two goals is what tells a lot about us, but I think the four goals gives us justice. You know, is it? That is our reality that we're very good offensively. But you look at those two goals and it's like that that's our weak point throughout this whole season. That's where we started exaggerating, saying we're not going to win championship this season because of those type of goals. But mind you, like when this often clicks, this is what we score. Like it's not like on any team in this league, we could score those four goals. To me, I also felt I overrated Chivas a lot especially after the Pachuca game that we had, I thought Porto Guzman was going to just do what trophies did, right, with, with Pachuca. But I think we also exposed them to an extent. I think we, they're not as good as it made it seem they were throughout the season, and I think their fans are even seeing that. Meanwhile, for us, it shows, hey, our defense doesn't have to be amazing if this offense just carries throughout the whole year. We'll see what happens. But if this offense just continues to do these type of games, I do think we the mindset is now different compared to how we left that Pachuca game. 100% agree to that. I think there was a lot of, you know, a lot of things that were showcased in this game for America. And one of them obviously being that it's easy for teams to catch us with our pants down in the defense side of things. Um and we'll get into those goals that we conceded in a little bit, but let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the game in general and how America came into this one. Repeated the lineup all in all before um, kickoff. It looked like it was going to be the same starting eleven that we had against Tigres. Unfortunately, Richard Sanchez had some stomach problems and wasn't able to start. And then you have Jonathan dos Santos, who is you know called up, and you see that name on the starting eleven, Christian. Did you have that same confidence as Richard Sanchez, or did you think, mm, I don't know if this is the right move to make here? Um, so obviously, you know, Richard has been our starter from from what I, like that's our staple in the midfield, right? Um, and and just last minute to see a change, it always just fills you with a little like, 
you know, a little bit of doubt. But, <clears throat> I mean, doubt out the window in the first, I guess, five minutes. Cause, or maybe we'll say first ten minutes. Because Jonathan was just all over the field. And he was making plays. He was making tackles. He was running everywhere on that pitch. And he really knew where he was and what type of game he was playing. Um, and I uh, just great things from him. 10 out of 10 performance from Jonathan Dos Santos. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I was a little bit, you know, shocked in a good way by his performance. Of course, you know, he he really came out and balled out. I mean, you, you know, sometimes he comes in as a sub and he has his moments here and there. He gives up a ball a little bit prematurely or doesn't look like he's actually clicking into the game. But I think off the get-go, he understood what this game means and uh, absolutely put in a performance that I think a lot of us are even questioning whether or not he should start the next game. So uh, it's it's going to be good to for him to kind of get a couple of games under his belt after this performance with the likes of, you know, Santos and Tijuana coming up in the in the friendlies. So it'll be interesting to see what he performs there. And but all in all, it was it was good to see Jonathan Santos out there and put in the shift, right? Giving you kind of a glimpse of the old Jonathan that we all knew and loved, you know, so it it was a proud moment, I guess, in a sense. And, you know. Other than that, the starting eleven is the same as the one against Tigres, so it pretty much just gels perfectly, Chris. I think we started off on the right foot, you know. I, I asked you in the preview up to this game, would America kind of sit back or take the game to Chivas? And I think we stamped our authority, and we absolutely went at, at it, you know. Both teams, I think, from the get-go went toe-to-toe. Yeah, and that surprised me personally. I thought we were going to sit back more, be more uh, counterattacking, but from the start, we were, were dominated. I think we were the dominant team. I don't know how the stats look or anything like that, but from the eye test, it looked like we were just the better team from the start. Valdez almost scores off, like, what, the two, the second minute of the game? Like, right away, we almost score, and at, at that point, I'm just like, okay, we continue this. The goal's going to come, and, well, we scored four. Just imagine we scored that one. We scored five. You know, it was a very, very good uh and in the subs, I don't know, like, we kept on talking about the subs, but even from a sub standpoint, like, Tano did a good job from that point, too. Like, you sub in a player, and then we're still dominant on the ball, and that's exactly what we want. We don't want to, like, give them the possession. We want to continue dominant, dominating from that standpoint. I think that's exactly what we did. Well, yeah, I agree. And and that sample, that staple of authority would have been perfect if we would have been able to get that clean sheet, which is exactly what I wanted. Out of all of this, out of the four goals, I wanted a clean sheet. That was the most important part to me. And we'll get to that in just a second. But it could have been easily five, six, seven goals if America didn't concede those two goals. And I think, you know, like George was saying right here, you know, wish they would have scored at least six goals. And it could have gotten to that point. It really could have. You know, this team has shown time and time again that they're hungry for goals. And I'm not just talking about this season. I'm talking about last. I mean, just to kind of give you guys, uh, you know, Remember the game against Cruz Azul and the, the, the amazing 7-0 result, right? I mean, it, it goes to show that there's, a, there's hunger in this, in, in, in this attacking side, that they want to have more goals, that they push for more goals. In uh, other times, I think you see in America that goes 2-0 up, and they're like, all right, we'll, we'll try to coast by, get comfortable. 3-0, boom, shut it down. We got the game sealed. Uh, but you saw a consistent attacking threat and I think that's what gave I think a lot of Americanistas kind of that 
good feeling that, all right, we got this in the bag and we can could potentially, you know, ridicule them even more. So it it's it's a nice feeling overall to kind of see an America side that gels so well going forward. I, for you, Christian, what, what do you think made it so that this offense, you know, did what they did? You know, particularly, was there a player that stood out to you moving the ball forward or, or, or tactically speaking? Perfect. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you asked this question because I kind of did want to bring it up. Um, just to kind of piggyback off what Chris, Chris was giving uh, Donald credit for the subs. Um, I also want to give him credit for getting the game extremely correct. Um, if you guys noticed throughout the first 45 minutes where we just completely outplayed them, we kind of just overloaded that left side. And I noticed it because it seemed like Mosso wasn't really going up too much because his netto wasn't dropping back. So he was basically on, on you know, one man island down there. And then you often saw Diego Valdez and Cavazita kind of 2v1. Um, you, like you saw in the, in the second minute when Diego Valdez almost scored that goal. You know, the other guy just kind of came around. It was just 2v1. Mosso didn't know really what to do. He kind of just lunged in forward to Cavazita, thinking he was going to shoot Cavazita with a great pass. Um, and, you know, that, that became our first option. Same thing in, the, in, in their first goal. Um, Mosso kind of just anticipated too, too much while this with a beautiful through ball to Cavazita and the beautiful finish. Um, so I think Dano really, really studied this, this kind of Chivas side. Uh, correctly, but if you want to pick out a player, obviously you got to say Cabecita. I think this was probably top three performance from her in an America shirt all time. Um, the man was on a mission, and honestly, he, he should have gotten this hat trick. Uh, it would have been cool to see, but you could just see that passion after both goals. Um, it's just he knew he knew what to do. He knew the assignment. He knew the shirt he was wearing on that night, and it showed. Um, so I'm very happy for him, and I hope this just this form continues. So we always talked about it. You know, he gives us one game, game and a half, and then he goes on this like two, two games thing where you really don't see him as much, and you're like, you know, what is he doing? Like it's time to bench him, but then he just shows up out of nowhere, scores a goal, and everyone's back on the train, right? So more consistency for him, but overall, I really, really, really enjoyed his game. And hopefully, this performance gives him a little bit of you know game time with the national team. Uh, I know he's been called up in Uruguay as well, so hopefully, fingers crossed, he can keep kind of that form going. And let's just face it. I mean, those two goals were phenomenal finishes. I mean, I know the first one, you know, is is a beauty in itself. But the second one, the composure and the way that he finishes, that is that is precise football. Like, that is precision at its best. And I would argue that that second goal is better than the first one. Just because of, you know, the, the timing was perfect. The finishing was just spot on. He's, you know, just... Tucks it in. I, I mean, it was absolutely goal. perfect. It was a great goal. Yeah, great goal. Great goal at that. And it was, you know, they were trying to call it back because, you know, also Gonzalez tripped on himself. And <laughs> they were trying to say that Cabecita was the one. But yeah. no, he was. Cabecita was just focused on trying I mean, to was focused. He said, I need this ball now. Yep. And like he said, though, beautiful touch to kind of just put himself in position. And the way he positioned himself to shoot the ball. 10, 10, 10 out of 10 goal. It was, it was great. I, like I said, I really enjoyed Garazita this, uh, this, this game. Definitely. And talking about, you know, goals, we'll get to, we'll get to Henry Martins and, and we'll get to this question right here. Louis says, we okay with Henry Martins celebration? And uh, we'll get to that in, in a little bit. But uh, overall, pretty well first half for America. Although, like I mentioned, there was moments in where I thought this Chivas, def- this Chivas offense was going to buckle our defense. 
Um, and there was moments they had a, a good shot that Maragon was able to save, um, you know, and, and a couple of headers or chances here and there that went wide. But I think, you know, it's, it's, it's like we mentioned, this defense hasn't really gelled and it's not the center back partnership that we all anticipated to have. And so they're working little by little, right? Of course, they're getting to that stage. But I, I, we did mention that Chivas was going to be a really good test going forward for this defense and the goalkeeper because it, they were really going to try to put us in a difficult position. And they did for moments. And, and I think we, we soaked up the pressure very well. And, you know, I, I think our, the next two goals that we get from there are counterattacks, if I'm not mistaken. So I think, like you mentioned, Christian, Tano played to uh, play this game perfect, uh, perfectly. He studied the opponent. And he knew that Chivas would eventually have to go and throw more at America. But America was quick and easy to relieve on the counter. And I think that's why you saw the opportunities that we got and the goals that we got. So, um, Chris, let's talk a little bit about a player that, you know, you, you know, you, you, you tend to kind of praise from time to time whenever he comes up. Leo Suarez gets himself an outstanding goal, to say the least. Um, what was your thoughts and performance uh, on his performance? He's just been solid, man. Since since we've needed him, he's been nothing but solid, and I think that's what we expected him from him from the from the start since he arrived. You know, for him to be this this solid player, a lot of people didn't like him when his first time with us. I thought he wasn't as bad as people paying him to be. I think that loan to uh to Santos really really helped him out, and you see it like now like that he returned he looks way more, more mature i feel like back then when he lost the ball he wouldn't track back and try to help the uh, jorge at that time right i think or paul i don't know who it was but he wouldn't help the right back and now i feel like he does everything now i do wish he was a little bit more of a dribbler i think i wish if there's there's moments where you want him to just run through the the fullback but he tracks back a lot when it comes to that but other than that he's been nothing but solid he scores a beautiful goal blasts it in other players would have probably kicked it out but he just bombed it and it's exactly what you want right i think i think it's the competition between him and sendejas is going to get very interesting because if sendejas has one slip up you're going to see Leo suarez back i would make the argument that i think Leo suarez has cemented himself as the starter now uh it's tough because sendejas being a goal bro and he does create a lot of plays. Like, he's more creative, in my opinion. Either way, like, you, you can't go wrong with, with either one. But Which I is a good think, problem. It's a good it problem. It is a good problem, yeah. yeah. But, okay, let's put this in context, right? They had a good game against Tigres, has a great game against Chivas. This international break, let's say Sendejas goes out there and plays with the U.S. national team, gets minutes, gets back in form. But Leo Suarez, you know, is scoring goals in both of the games against Santos and Tijuana in the international friendlies. You know what? Then I think that's that's the headache that Thanos is gonna have, and of course that's a good one, right? That's what kind of the issue you want to have as a manager and as a fan looking into the club and saying, okay, we have two really good right midfielders, and that's something that I have not been able to say in such such a long time. Um, so I think you know I, I would make the argument that Leo Suarez maybe just maybe at the moment is inching a little bit over Sendejas just because of the injury, but. I mean, now I think now I think all the pressure is on Sendejas. Yeah, 
I mean, he gets a call up to his national team. So now it's for him. Now it's like, okay, how do I go to Europe? Because I want to go to to the World mm-hmm. Cup. With this national. Team. If you would have chosen Mexico, maybe we have a different conversation about going to Europe and all that. But for him, he needs to keep it up and like leave Mexico. And for us, yeah. like I said, it like people were like when they were arguing about which side he was in. I said go to U.S. because America's gonna get the most money of that. If you go to the U.S. instead of uh, Mexico, uh, yeah, Mexico, yeah, because no, 100%. more teams are gonna be more interested. That's just how the market is. And as an America fan, I don't care. Give me twenty million for Andejas. He's not worth it, but I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> like it's a good problem to have. And plus, he could also make a a competition against uh, with Valdez too. So let's say Les Suarez really goes off, right? When in Valdez starts doing bad, okay, now we have Sendejas that can be that. Dude, and that's like I said, it's a great problem to have. No, hundred <laughs> percent. Someone put um, uh, placing that has his right back. <laughs> hey, at this point, never we know. might have to. We, at this point, we might have to because our right back situation is uh, it is awful, and we'll get into that because the second half really showcased that. Um, but overall, first half goes forty-five minutes and three-zero up. I mean, you're ecstatic. You're already in cloud nine. You know that this game is ours. I mean, what kind of halftime team talk do you give at that moment, Christian? You just got to stay calm. You got to look at the scoreboard, just say it's still 0-0, and you have to go out and play with the same intensity because as soon as you fall back, as soon as you have a slip-up, that's when everything comes crashing down. And even after we scored the fourth goal, um, you know, we were just in cruise control, and all it took was that one slip-up and it felt like kind of the game shifted a little bit. Only for a little bit, though. Not, not in its entirety, but you definitely saw momentum shift. Um, but at halftime, I think you just got to remain calm and, you know, obviously know where you're at, but you got to just keep going and going because, like you said, give me the 4 nothing, Give me the 5 nothing, Give me the 6 nothing, Because we were capable of it. You know, we did against the Why can't we do it here? We were given all the ingredients to do it. The, the, the opponent was knocked out already. All you had to do was just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. They had no answer. They had no answer for anything we were throwing at them. And it's almost like we invited them back in the game, literally. And that's that's the frustrating part about it. And I, we were texting while this game was going on. And I told you guys, like, Lara was just frustrating me at that point because his first half performance wasn't great. But, you know, I, I, I let it slide. And I was like, okay, as long as he comes in and has a stronger second half. He ultimately got worse in the second half from my perspective. He was just giving up the ball a little bit too prematurely, getting beat in positions where he shouldn't be. I, something that we consistently criticize him for is he loses that marking on that right-hand side, and he kind of drifts a little bit in, or he gets lost within with, within transition, and I think that's the frustrating part about it. And on top of that, his crosses were terrible. I know we like to joke on, on, on Miguel Ayun, but my goodness, did he have a stinker out there. And I know, I know, I already hear people saying, oh, but he gave that wonderful cross for Henry. After, like, 28, that just went terribly. Yeah. And I mean terribly. He was bound to get at least one right, you know? But Who do you blame, though, the student or the teacher? Because you know who his mentor is at that position. No. <laughs> well, yeah, and, I mean, but I don't I mean, really... Like, he, he, I don't, he wasn't this bad, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He I'm wasn't like, this bad. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it got to him. It's not the first classical he played. He's always been bad defensive. We're being the I, feel, I, I, I feel like he's always been yet. clumsy too. 
Like just the way he he like run, the way he like plays, it feels like he's just a little bit out there. You know what I mean? Julio Ibanez yeah. said on 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 we were he worked for two two then right for yeah. ESPN right two then and he said yeah. it. He said, look, the reason he got benched was because of discipline issues and because they value him as a center. Which to me, to me, they were frustrated. That's why they were looking for that right back. Right. This whole, they couldn't find it, and they only could assign the Mexican one, and the one that that we wanted went to uh went to Barcelona, and the other one Pachuca's never gonna sell to us unless we give them a, a like twenty like, million. Yeah, they they're never gonna sell to us. So who else is in the market? To me, we're gonna bring in an extranjero uh, right back this off season. I think Roger leaves, and you bring in someone from the extranjero. Maybe it's someone in Mexico. Maybe that's, it's, that's maybe it's right Ben back. White. Maybe, it's Maybe it's, hopefully not. <laughs> <Arsenal> players. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I think it's that's gonna be our weak point going into Liga, right? Because you put in like you and the same thing. If you put in a, like, let me ask you guys this, and maybe it's not realistic, but would you prefer putting Jurgen down there? No, no. I mean. No, defensively it, he's the same. But thing. it doesn't seem like a good idea. But I mean, the guy can probably give you ninety minutes and probably not be not be tired at all. Yeah, yeah. but that's I mean, who else do we have? There we have academy players there, but you're well, not. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, is there no good academy right back that we have right now that maybe catches the interest? Dano needs to try them out in these la- in these two fronts. Right, exactly. Sure. Didn't we have a? Oh no, that was a left back. Right? Left back. There's left back. We have some. We have a prom- promising left back. I think two. Yeah, yeah. The, the one that like played an amazing game against Manchester City and yep. right, right. Oh, that was a left back. Yeah, no, never mind. But, but hey, and that's I, something I, you can yeah. try on the front these two because you know Fuentes will most likely retire or leave this summer, and you know we need a backup for Salvador Reyes when you know he decides to not play well um which sometimes you get that kind of inconsistency from as well which i mean is... he's I, I don't think he's informed right now i i don't know no. i don't know what you guys think but i think he's no, so I... far from what he showed when he first got here yeah no and i think you saw it because she was went a lot on his side as well because i think they know that right now our fullbacks are kind of our weak spot um which i'm surprised yeah. they didn't run more at lara because that literally was our weakest position and i thought i i thought with the integration of uh alexis uh that lada was kind of kind of kind of have his you know day numbered but uh, he actually just shot himself in the foot so that that's what he was more frustrating i mean midwestern cholo asked this uh you know uh what is your guys' opinion should lada be benched or move to center back and i think we discussed it there's no real option or real substitution but miguel layun and you don't really want to put Miguel Ayun in these upcoming games, right? They're kind of very critical and very crucial for America going into the latter end of the season. So I think right now you just kind of keep him as is, no? I mean, yeah, for this season, you you got to keep him as right back. Um, In the offseason, like Chris said, uh, we'll, we'll probably we'll, we'll be making some moves for sure. Um, And then we'll see if he fits in the center back uh, death chart. And, you know, but like Chris said... <laughs> It all it all depends if we do bring in the right back and Javier. Don't even try because we've been trying for a year already. It's not gonna happen. He's lying. We've only done like four of these. It hasn't been a year. <laughs> four of these. But even then, you still had a year to get one. You still didn't get one. So yeah, I need to I need to get on that. If we I got a haircut. Funny. You guys can't see it, but I got a haircut. They can't even beat that. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't even walk, 
Uh, well, back to America's defense crippling issues. Um, well, actually, no. Well, yeah, let's, 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 let's stay on that topic, and then we'll get to Henry Martin's goal and celebration and all that stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of it was just frustrating at that point. You really have no alternative, so you kind of have to ride the wave. Uh, I saw an Israel Reyes that was a little shaky as well. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the same performance that he did against Tigres, so that was a little worrisome. The only one I really saw that looked solid and oddly enough was Casas. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I think I think he had a he had a really good game actually. He um, did. He was he was just lunging at everything, and yeah. Chivas had a couple of shots where if he's not there stepping in the right moment, that's easily going into goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're one of fan of Israel, right? No, I didn't like um, it when he went up, but I mean, their strikers uh, didn't even go up either. <laughs> so it was kind of like an equal thing when it came to that. That's why I didn't really mind how he played. Uh, I probably give him like a six out of five, out of ten, maybe seven. Um, I'm giving Gasset like eight, eight and a half. If you kind of want to just compare the two of how I saw it, at least. I still think Reyes is is, is um is still shaky to me. Um, and it, it's not showing his his form like like he was at Puebla. Um, so I'm I'm still waiting to see that that, that star studded center back that everyone was talking about because everyone wanted wanted him here. Now that he's here. He's not he's not performing up to standard, um. But it's only the first year. It's only been the first thirteen games, so I'll I'll cut him some slack there. But I do need to start seeing a little bit more, especially like Ivan said, in these next crucial games. Um, Leon and Monterrey are next. Um, yep. so these are these are the ones where we really need to step up the defensive play. And you know, he, uh, Jason brings up a good point. You know, Casas Andreas, 22, 22, 22, and twenty three years old. Hopefully, they improve. For the future, and I mean, it's not a bad thing to have a couple years ahead of you, knowing that you have an opportunity to grow. So, let's see. Looks like Chris has gotten a lot of fans <laughs> today. Look, we got uh, Koopa the Troopo, Troopa, as <laughs> saying, "I'm trying to see Chris's beautiful face. That's why I'm here." Uh, Chris, you Chris, got a lot of fans. The fans are asking for you. We'll do it next time. Not today. All right, guys. We're gonna start a GoFundMe for uh, Chris <laughs> to get a camera. camera. Okay. All we need is something that's 720p or more. So we'll 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 get that GoFund going, and uh, hopefully everyone can pitch in a little bit. You know, <laughs> a dollar or two. That's all we ask. But um, I mean, overall, defensively speaking, America, whilst you know, wasn't the best of games. I think we you know we rode rode the wave. As best as we could. And now let's get to Henry Martin, right? Because I felt like this was the game where, you know, we were seeing all these goals going in and everything. And I was just like, ah, Henry needs himself a goal. And well, we mentioned it on the podcast. Henry loves himself a goal in a classical, right? Whether, and especially recent years, has been Chivas. So you just felt that it was coming. You just didn't know exactly from where it was going to come from. And it comes off of, like we mentioned, a very decent ball from Emilio Lara. And a very good finish from Henry Martin. You see him go and score that 4-0. And then, I don't know, I was watching it on Telemundo, and they kind of didn't really show the celebrations as they were happening. You only saw repeats of that. I don't know if you guys were able to catch yeah, it. No, yeah, no. Um, I had to watch it, like, on, like, like, TikTok or something to see, like, the, like people at the stadium recording yeah. what he did, yeah. It, it, it's, it was... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's because George said he started OnlyFans for Chris. <laughs> hey, bro, I got some beautiful feet. I could probably do it. <laughs> hey, listen, there you go. Oh, man. Um, 
but yeah, I uh seeing 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 Henry score, you just knew that there was gonna be somewhat of a celebration. I was expecting the a typical Guatemo kind of like with the shooting. Mm-hmm. But no, we got something even better, right? We 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 got him throwing himself on the net, and cool. then the most iconic celebration that I think Guatemo Blanco has, and that is the leg up at the line, the little doggy one. Did you see the the, the picture I sent you guys? Or, or the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. His, his next yeah. celebration is hitting. <laughs> 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 That's gonna be the next one for sure. But I mean, uh, how would you guys categorize Henry's performance in this classical? Because he gets a goal. Uh, I think he had a very good, solid performance, right? He hasn't he hadn't been on the score sheet in a while, so he gets goal number eleven finally. As the captain, as the leader of the line, I saw him consistently running around up and down mm-hmm. the pitch. What, what what do you grade, Henry? Um, probably eight, eight out of ten. Um, like you said, I think he was running. I thought he was creating space. Um, making the play. Um, uh, it was because well, the slide tackle. Um, started the whole third goal, but it was him that kind of dribbled past like the first defender to kind of open up that space to kind of get everything in motion in the final third. Um, so yeah, eight out of ten. I I, I enjoyed him. Like you said, I it was nice to see him back on the score sheet too because it's been like a couple of games where he hasn't scored. So it was good to see our striker uh get a goal in this one. You're not alone. George says Bomba, 8 out of 10. Uh, Javier says 8.5 out of 10. Uh, I would agree. 8, 8.5 is a good, solid number. I mean, he also gets the assist for the second Cabecita goal. Um, There's a couple of opportunities he had, too, to break away, uh, but the defense just caught up to him. I'd, let's just face it, Henry's, you know, not known for being the fastest or the most paciest striker in Liga Mekis, but um, I was actually a kind of surprised with how fast he was in some of these opportunities. I was like, you okay, I didn't the, really know. The field was bad, too. There's some, oh, the uh, field, the, the pitch was terrible. Horrible. Because you could tell in the in the beginning, Henry had a one-on-one where he, all he has to do is just dribble. But you could tell that the field, like, slowed him down. I, I'm not quite sure exactly what it was, but it was really bad. So, and I'm sure he gets more goals, too, if he's just able <laughs> to run normal, you know? Yeah. But no, I, I mean, I, I give him an 8.52. I, I think I think because even in the Leo Suarez goal, he starts to run like he's like he's I don't know what, what he drank or what he's doing, but this form is crazy. In my opinion, I see a lot of people get like arguments between him and Menes and how all oh, ones in Mexico, ones in Europe. But if you look at like everything, the, the whole like forget the league, just like from 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 dribbling and all that, like Henry is just different level. In my I think if he was younger, he's not here no more. That's just my opinion. I think if he was no. younger, he would be in Europe already. No, 100%. And, I mean, it, it just goes to show, right, I, all that Yucatan milk he's drinking or something. I don't know what he's doing, but he's he's performing to standards that I think a lot of people had for him when he was younger in the league. Um, and I think he's finally exploding. A little bit of a late bloomer, but, hey, if he can be a consistent goal threat for America for the next two, three, four years, who are we to judge, you know? He might get extended, if I'm not mistaken. And he should. I, he definitely should. Because at, at this rate, you know, he's everything everyone wanted in him. And uh, Ricardo saying 11 out of 10 for uh, rating for Henry Martin just on the celebration alone. <laughs> so, I mean, who's, who's not, you know? Who's not going to who's gonna argue with that? Do you guys want to talk about the, the fine that they're going to give him? Like, uh, okay, go go evaluate. Uh, 
Just oh, they're they're, they're the gonna fine? find him over the 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 celebration where he lift up his leg. They're gonna find him, I think, hundred and six thousand pesos, if I'm not mistaken. Which I'm not sure what it is in in dollar, but I'm sure it's it's not. It doesn't seem like it's a lot. But either way, like, what are yeah. your thoughts? You think the league is doing good? You think the league does bad in this? You mm-hmm. think it's just something that you should just ignored? You see a lot of very disrespectful celebrations all around the world. You don't really get this type of treatment. You think it's just Chivas being really offended and saying like, "Oh, this is going to create violence." Like, what did you guys thought on on the fact that you think it's fine? Uh, I think it's fine. I mean, it's it's it is what it is. You know, if if those rules were in place and you broke them, then fine, pay up. I don't think anyone's gonna bat an eye because you know because of it. Um, and I think even Henry said it at the end. He's like, it was it was well worth the yellow, and I think he's gonna be saying it was well worth the fine as well. So, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, people over the past years were saying how the classic kind of losses juice, how it, it doesn't really mean much anymore, and you know, just another game here and there. Like, there's no flavor to it anymore, you know. So, you know, what they did leading up to this one, I enjoyed. They kind of just, you know. Uh, added a little, a little, a little spice to it. You know, people were talking on that side. We were talking on this side a little bit. And you know, this is, you know, this is just part of the game. This is part of the classical, right? It's if you get offended by this, then you know, that, that's on you. But this, this adds more to the to to what a classical is. And maybe next game, you know, that's where you guys are get get your revenge or something. I don't know, but like people no, gotta stop never. whining because like we we wanted this. A game like this, in particular, or emotions like this, for a while, and we finally get it, and we get it, and people are just like, you know, they're like, "Oh, why are you doing this? You should be fine. That should have been a red card. You should be suspended from the league. This doesn't happen." Like, like let's go up, no, a little bit, and you know, let, let's go back to you know us kind of you know having bad blood with each other because that's what a classico is. No, a hundred percent, and you know, I did. <laughs> Someone put it perfectly, saying that you know Chivas is just being a bit of a, uh, a snowflakes, and I, you know, I, it it is what it is. I mean, I a lot of people went up in arms because of the celebration, and it's like you mentioned, you wanted this, you you had this whole classical week, right, where you guys wanted to like pit the two teams against each other, and this and that, and you know, once the outcome comes and what you want it happens, you start you know going up in arms, and it's like, oh no. There's, you know, better ways of doing stuff and this and that. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's a celebration. And if anything, it's more of an, uh, like, a homage to Cuatomo Blanco than it is to, like, trying to get under your skin, you know? True. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, everyone's got their own take on this. But if you ask me, it's fine. Just, you know, let it be. Let him play. And there's no really a reason for you to be all up in arms about it, yeah, to be yeah. honest. So, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, good performance uh, in by Henry Martin, who is loving life right now at the moment, 11 goals, still the top league leader and in the golden boot. And hopefully he can continue that good run of form because he, we're definitely going to need him. So let's see what happens there. And then, of course, America is unable to keep the clean sheet. We shoot ourselves in the foot. Lara with a terrible own goal. I, I, honestly, I, I had no idea what he was trying to do there, to be honest. 
I know he's trying to head down from Alagon, but that's not the no, way to do it. No, even then, that's not that's no. Was there anyone in that his was, vicinity? I don't think there was anyone in his vicinity. There either. was someone, someone a little bit close by, not too close, but just boot it out. Boot it out, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know that. Like, like I, I was, I was texting, I was texting the group chat, and I was like, I was all raving. I was like, oh my god, four nothing, we're about to go for five. Like I was on cloud nine, stuff like that. And then the the latter goal happened. And I'm like, damn, that just killed like kind of my whole mood of whatever I was feeling because now it's like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't feel the same. And like you said, we we literally let them back into the game by ourselves, and it's just like, damn, I really wanted the five six nothing, you know. <sighs> Not fun. Yeah. Ricardo's saying you guys are hating too much on Lara, and uh, maybe we it, are. I don't and, think it, and, it's 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 fair criticism. It is it is a mistake that he does. In all game, he was just. It's, it, it, he needs to just, like, it's, it's just, uh, I guess, he needs to work on his fundamentals. He needs to be where he's, because it's not, there was another one where he headed, headed it out. Like, it could have gone in, too. I don't know if you guys remember, but there was, it was like, I got nervous, too. I'm like, damn, this guy, like, there's no one around him, and he's just, like, doing this, like, fancy, like, headering out type thing. And I'm just like, okay, like, you need to relax. You need to, you don't have to be fancy. Like, if you work on your fundamentals, you're going to be all good. He's a very special talent he's super fast for his for a defender he he has the right at, attitude but he needs to get his mind straight when it comes to the fundamental if he works on on marking it's really all all it is is marking like that's all his weak like his real weakness is, is when you watch him marking someone guignac gets away from him like guignac at 30 what what is he 38 37 he shouldn't be getting away from you even if he's like one of the best strikers in the in the league you're faster than him. you should he shouldn't be beating you like that right and in this game who was on him? It was was it Piojo? No, it wasn't Piojo. Yeah. It was uh who? Yeah, Piojo. Yeah, Piojo was on yeah. that side. They were getting away from him too. Alexis Vega, if he's not rusty, maybe he even starts like getting like bigger impact because of Lara. It's not necessarily eight, like I said, but he does need to get it together and hopefully like he plays ninety minutes in these next two uh, friends because he he really is a special talent. But someone needs to like tell him like, hey bro, like like all you need is this, you'll be good. Because, like I said, he's a special talent. And last thing we want is special talent going away. It's like Cordova. And then we're sending him off to Monterrey because it's like, come on, bro. Like, we got to get rid of you while there's value. Because you're just dropping everything. Yeah. But, hey, look, um, I'm not at that point. I'm, You know, I don't think Lara's the next Cordova. And trust me, you guys know how vocal I am about our youth <laughs> academy players that I don't think are, you know, stepping up. But, uh, you know, I think it's things that he needs to work on his game and give him the benefit of the doubt. He's still very young. He's barely breaking into the team recently. And so, you know, I, I think there's more good stuff to come. But I think Medigan just needs to play him in the right position, you know. So that's all. But, hey, we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to make too much uh, of an overkill in regards to this review, but let's just kind of, you know, wrap it up here in regards to one last thing. Luis Malagón, first Clásico, could have potentially had a clean sheet if it wasn't for his defense falling apart. Had a very good crucial save at the beginning where we were one up to keep us in the game and keep us in the lead. How would you gentlemen describe his performance, Chris? Oh, I, in the group chat, I said, what, nine? Nine out of ten? Yeah. To me, it's a confident, bro. That's like, Maybe Ivan, you won't this. You you won't agree with this, but I feel like he's way more confident than, than, with this defense, this bad defense, than Ochoa. 
I feel like Ochoa, sometimes you saw him overthink it. I'm not saying he's better than Ochoa. That's not like what I'm trying to paint, but <laughs> the confidence he has is is the type of goalkeeper I want, especially a young one like that. So I, for me, it's a 9 out of 10. I like it. And that's, that's a fair argument to make. I like it. Christian? Um, yeah, definitely a eight out of ten performance from Malagon. Like you said, he just has he he it feels like he knows like where he's at in the moment he's in and like Chris said, it, he just oozes confidence right now. And to come in to start your, your make a career against Tigres and Chivas and to you know to put on still you know good performances in each of those games, um that that says a lot about you, right? Um so really you know, take everything in for right now. You know, you the worst is done. You know, you got over the, the, the debut nerves. You got over the classical nerves. Now it's really time to work. Work with your defense. Find out where the kinks are um, and just start eyeing them out because, like you said, Leon Monterrey next. Cruz Azul still to come. Um, and then we got to get ready for Ligia, right? So uh, keep going, keep going. And, you know, I think, I think that we have a good goalkeeper and I think he should be our number one from here on out. I agree. I think he had a good, solid performance. Um, just attentive at everything that I saw going his way. Um, like you guys mentioned, that confidence is a huge, huge boost for the defense. Uh, something that I mentioned to you guys, I don't think Oscar really kind of oozed. If anything, you felt a little bit of shakiness in the back because of him. So Malagón, honestly, great start. Of course, I want him to continue the good run of form, and it's going to be interesting. I think we can all safely say that we would all like him to play these next two games against Santos and against Tijuana and the friendlies just so he has more minutes under his belt with this defense. I would even dare to say give him 90 minutes in both games. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I would dare to say that it would be actually a good thing. So we'll have to wait and see. But. Overall, America walks away with three points. The Americanismo is content, is happy, over the moon, and uh, just amazing to, to see an America performance the way that they did. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up the uh, Clásico Nacional uh, recap? No, I think, I think we've hit all the points. Yeah. Definitely. Ricardo's just trying to get under my skin here, saying that he's better than Ochoa. <laughs> I won't go that far yet, but I do think from a just from a confidence that look better. It's just because of the defense. Like I said, like, Ochoa has always been criticized because he doesn't go out. Malagón does that, right? And I think it's a confidence thing. Maybe Ochoa was overly confident with his, with his uh, defense, right? And sometimes we got scored on because of that. Uh, it's not coming out. But Malagón was not hesitant with anything. And I think we needed that, especially with his defense. Yep. Well, let's see what happens moving forward. Hopefully, you know, it's just a prelude of, of better things to come. So uh, that wraps up uh, America versus Chivas. Like we mentioned, three solid points. It was a six-pointer game. Now America sits comfortably in what? Second place, I want to say? Second, I don't know about comfortably, but we're, we're in second. We're in second. Well, yeah, no, not comfortably. <laughs> but after, after a result like this, I think you're comfortable in the sense that you're like, all right, we're in second place now. We earned this. Now it's a matter of just kind of maintaining that. Of so course. We'll see what happens. You know, it's looking a little bit difficult to knock Monterrey down from that first place Yeah, position. they're like, what, eight points ahead? Yeah, but... We face would, them, though. Yeah, so, we I face mean, them. But Thompson we, we, we still, still got to gotta have them lose games and doesn't yeah. have to lose again anytime soon. Yeah. 
So, but I will say this: I'd be more than happy to stay in second place, and I think Monterrey maybe can slip up in the Liguilla. You never know, right? Anything can happen. You never know. Never know. But we'll get to the, that discussion later. I, I think as long as we stay top four, I think I, I think we're good. You know, second would obviously be second or first would obviously be the the main thing. The ideal. Yeah. But obviously, you know, anything top four though will will, will, will suffice for now. Um, but it's gotta keep going. We got favorable games that I think we could we could handle. Um, you know, this this last three games just you know kind of just re reaffirmed everything that we that we thought about this team. Um, even maybe to the players, right? Um, you know, it's probably definitely a good morale boost after the the Pachuca loss. Um, hopefully they just talk it up as, as a fluke. They whatever we just weren't on that night and keep trucking along because we're gonna we're gonna have to close out the season strong. All right, and we are now six out of six points within the next four matches since we've had that conversation. So it'll be interesting to see where we end up with our predictions, Christian. We're yes, all sir. set around eight points. We're already more than halfway there. Should be interesting, right? Leon, Monterrey. I'm really excited to see what this team's capable of doing. And uh, we'll have to wait and see. But all right, that means international break. So our team is uh, going to have a quote-unquote break from the league, but not from playing. America's going to be traveling to the United States, California. Um, they're going to be coming to um, the sunny state over here. Uh, they're actually flying out tomorrow. So if anyone uh, kind of was thinking when, where they're going to be flying into LAX, what time? I'm not too sure, but um, they will be coming into uh, LAX tomorrow. So they'll be flying out. They'll be practicing for the rest of the week at Disney Health Sports Park, where they will be facing Santos Laguna on Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You guys can catch that game live on uh, to the NA. Or if you guys are coming to the game, uh, make sure you guys stop by and say hi. We're, I'm going to be down there taking a couple pictures, trying to get some interviews with some of you guys, um, covering the game for you guys and everything. So we're going to give you guys exclusive content and access from the stadium. So make sure you guys stay tuned to our social media at Eagle Eye Podcast, whether that's Instagram, Twitter. Um, make sure you guys are following us so you guys can potentially maybe see yourselves pop up there. Uh, and also send us your pictures. If you guys are going to be there and I don't get a catch, uh, don't get a chance to catch you guys, make sure you guys send us a picture of with you guys and your family or whoever you're going with kind of enjoying the game. Um, I always love these kind of events because you kind of really get to see the fandom and get to see the fans show out some of the tailgating and everything. I think it's just, it's absolutely wonderful. And then uh, after that, America will then go travel more South and they'll be playing in uh, San Diego. They'll be playing in San Diego against Tijuana. Should be an interesting one as well. We'll also be there. It's going to be an early game, all right? Fan Festival starts at 11. Game starts at 2 p.m. Um, so make sure you guys are yeah, ready. That is early. And going. Yeah, it's up later, no? yeah, but it's a Sunday. Does it make um, it play that day? Uh, I believe so. That's probably why. Yeah. So make sure you guys tune in. Uh, make sure you guys, if you guys are going to the San Diego game as well, make sure you stop by, say hi. Uh, again, we'd love to meet all of you guys whoever going to be over there so um yeah absolutely amazing excited we haven't gone and covered a game in a minute so it's going to be uh it's going to be an interesting one so what what are you guys' uh kind of maybe ideas or reservations into the upcoming you know games against Santos and Tijuana anything any positives that we can get from this well we have nine players that won't be there so I'm trying to think which academy players we might see, which uh, 
players who don't get minutes, right? We're gonna we're gonna see play more. I want to see what Dano does with this friendly. Sometimes a lot of these coaches don't really they just play these games, right? They they save the starters and the bench players sometimes, or they have the bench players play, but it's just like a whatever type of situation. I really yeah. wish they uh they uh, uh Dano really uses this to to use these academy players and and get an idea of how he could use them in in uh in the league. No, I 100% agree. Um, Louis asking, is there still tickets to the game in Carson? Uh, I believe there is, yes. So make sure you guys go check them out. Um, there should still be tickets on Ticketon. I, I, I believe that's the website that they're selling them on. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys grab your tickets. There's still some on sale. It hasn't been sold out. Um, so make sure you guys you know, grab your tickets ahead of time. And uh, Chris, like you were saying, I think uh, an academy player that I think we all want to see is Lozano. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think he'll so, see big minutes. But I think Vinas is gonna try to get into rhythm. But I think that that's Thanos, uh mindset. Sure. But I would yeah, like to see one of the right backs. There's the, a Texas boy that I always send Dylan to left about. back. He's a left back. Isn't he a right back? No, he's a left back. Oh well, um, we see him, right? We see him out there. Yeah. I hope uh, Karel Campos too. I hope we see him out there because I think uh, I've seen him a little bit of videos of him. I think if he gets it right, he could be a very good first team player too. There's some, there's, there's, there, we have an academy that could be used, right? That's one of the things that I kind of question sometimes. Why don't we use them more? But hopefully, Tano opens his eyes as an, as an academy coach and says, you know what, I'm going to use these players. Try them out. Hopefully, one signs out of it. Someone put Mosumbito over, well, not someone, Ricardo put Mosumbito over Lozano. I don't know if we'll get to see him. I haven't heard much of him. I don't know what's been going on with him. Has he been scoring in the 20s? I don't, I don't even know, know if he's even been fielding. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I've been hearing a lot of Lozano's name. Um, yeah. and Lozano's nice, bro. I like him as a prospect. Yeah, yeah I've, been hearing, I've been hearing a lot of his name. Um, also the guy from uh the actually the guy the kid from the 18th. Oh, what's his name? Juan Juan Cantu. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I, I, I've yeah. been hearing a lot of him too. Um, obviously you know he's a little, a little bit too raw to kind of maybe join the 20s, but interesting prospects that we you have. You know who I want to see here. us give a try in the first team? Mesemari. I know a lot of you guys might. Oh, uh, Bruce and Mesemari as yeah. the kid from Pachuca. Yeah, we yeah. have him in our youth academy. He was yes. very promising, so I would like to see him. Yeah, of course. Now we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Louis asking, you think Jimenez will play goalkeeper at Santos? I hope not. Um, if he doesn't start, he definitely will come in at second half. I think the goalkeeper is going to rotate each half for for these games. So expect to see a mixture of of uh, Malagon and uh, Oscar Jimenez. So we'll see what happens there as well. But um, yeah, like we said, we're excited for these international uh, for these upcoming friendlies for America during the international break. Um, if you guys are in town, make sure you guys go. You know, check it out. I think it's fun to be able to see America play, even though you are going to get mostly their reserves because you know, like Chris mentioned, nine players leaving on international break, but still a good chance to see some very good players that you maybe normally wouldn't be able to see. For and example, please, if no injuries there. during international break. Oh yeah, I know. I, I I'm I'm gonna try to. Who should I go and try to bubble wrap before the game starts, guys? I mean, I I'm, I'm talking about everyone overall, but 
if we're talking about the people that you can control, um, I mean, who's going to be? I don't know. Take, take your poison. Yo, what was the question? Who do you like bubble wrap? Like, who do you reserve? Like, who are you just trying to like on the fringe for these games? You don't really take them too much into consideration if you're trying to kind of, you know, save them from any potential injuries. Yeah, I think Fidalgo. Who do you put in once he, if he's not there? You know, like, Jonah did a good job, but do you want to see like Richard in him or do you want to see Aquino? And like, I yeah. don't want to see that, you know? Like, that's a good point. Okay, you, interesting. Who, who else? Chava Reyes, maybe? I think you do play Chava Reyes. I think he... Yeah, you need to give him some form. Yeah. Because he's not doing bad, but he's not doing great. It's just like, whatever, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see in that aspect. But, uh... well, anything else to add, gentlemen, before we wrap it up? I think we're good, man. This is a great episode. I hope everyone enjoyed another live stream with us. Um, Down to do a lot of these more in the upcoming future. This was fun. And um, like I said, always great chatting on Medica with you guys. Absolutely, Chris. Same thing, man. Same thing. Just get ready to rest up, you know, get annoyed with whatever national team you go for. <laughs> or don't get annoyed. Just ignore it completely and just enjoy this break that we have. And once we come back, we're going to be complaining or celebrating about America. I love doing it for the rest of my life. <laughs> absolutely agreed well uh we just want to say thank you to all of you guys who came out in the live chat and to everyone that's listening right now so thank you so much um you know it's hope you guys are enjoying the the victory over chivas hopefully you guys whoever is local here in california southern california is going to be going to the games and um yeah can't wait to continue to talk more things club america with all of you guys and uh, again thank you to christian thank you to chris for coming out tonight and uh you know excited for what the future holds so a couple of breaks uh chris has another two weeks to try to get a camera we'll see whether or not he's capable of doing it and uh we'll see what happens from there on out from here from all of us we just want to say thank you um we'll be in touch we'll be back to talk all things google america in english um but until then you guys take care and as always good night ladies and gentlemen this was another production of the eagle eye podcast the number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.